It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. Well, the turkey's done. So is the kitchen. Actually, it's a little overdone for my taste. Let's not go there again. You don't want to tell me what happened? No, I don't. I just want to relax in a nice, lukewarm bath. Hi, this is the film with three brains, and I am Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And this is Sean in Chicago. And I am sick and tired of being Sam in San Francisco. <laughs> Gotta change my name. <laughs> Buck up now, come on. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> film we are going to discuss is the 1986 comedy The Money Pit, starring Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. And uh, a whole lot of other recognizable faces that no one ever knows the names of. Well, for me anyway. Uh, yeah, so this is this is a very a very classic example, classic, a very good example of picking a movie that I saw and remember liking, but don't remember much about it beyond that. Only that I really liked it. I remember I remembered a lot of it, key moments mostly, but uh, you know, it was not fresh, and I have not seen it in. 30 years, at least. I don't think I've seen it. I think I saw it once, maybe twice. I probably, you know, when I, so when we were kids and we'd see some movie theater, I'd always see it again on video for sure. Automatically. <laughs> <laughs> always. Anything I saw in the theater, I would absolutely rent it as soon as it came out and it wasn't released. <laughs> so I probably saw it twice. It's never just theater and never again till now. Huh. Sean? I don't think I saw it in the theater, but yeah, one time. Hmm. I didn't remember it at all. Oh, yeah? I mean, I remembered the bathtub falling through the floor, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, a couple of those scenes, but mm -hmm. I didn't remember it. There was, you know, the, there were quite a few uh, quite a few things I did not I didn't remember the bookend shit with his dad. In, Re in Rio? Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was so confused when the movie started. I know, when that was happening, yeah. I, th I seriously thought I had turned on the wrong movie. Yeah. I was like, what the f Who is this? I, I wrote, I was making, I made a little note. I wrote, opens in Rio? Question mark. Since when? Question mark. And then I wrote, who are these people? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why is this old guy marrying this really young woman? What does this have to do with anything? I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, like the, the first first credit I noticed was Steven Spielberg presents, which I did not know. I didn't. I forgot that. Yeah. And then uh, my wife said, "What is this fucking song <laughs> oh. <laughs> about the music in the opening?" Yeah. And I, I I can't remember. Is it the same song at the end, which is just terrible? If it's not, it's it's the may as well be the same song. The end credit song same is schlock. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so there there was a few things like I didn't I didn't remember that opening or the ending. Um, I forgot completely forgot the whole sort of uh, third act bit about her cheating on him or you know the belief that that I forgot all about. That. I knew it ended with them like breaking up or something near the end. I just couldn't remember why. And mm -hmm. in my brain, I kept conflating it with um, War of the Roses. Yeah, there's similarities there for sure. I, I kept I was thinking I was thinking of scenes for War of the Roses I was mixing up with the Money Pit. And so when I watching the second half of the movie, I was like, oh right, that that wasn't that was the money or that was the War of the Roses. <laughs> that wasn't this. And, yeah. But Yeah, I couldn't if you had said they they stay together or or they broke up, I would have said, Yep, that sounds right either way. <laughs> right. Just no memory. Yeah. Also, it's very toward the like very end 
you know. Yeah, yeah, it happens pretty it late. Up. Yeah. Um, for for our viewers who who are not familiar with old school Tom Hanks movies, uh, Tom Hanks and Shelley Long play a couple who uh, sort of end up without a place to live in New York in the city, and they have to be out of this apartment they're staying in, like the day they find out they have to be out and in New York it takes a while to find an apartment. So they have nowhere to go and they end up buying a house. I guess I don't, they never really say where it is or where it's supposed to be somewhere upstate. I don't know. An hour away. That's all. an hour away. So, you know, I don't know. It's probably supposed to be Westchester or something up in uh, upstate North of the city. But anyway, um, they buy a big, beautiful mansion that they should not be able to afford but, you know, the price is low and they, they convince themselves that it's a good deal and then it turns out to be a total lemon. So the movie's all about them trying to fix it, uh, fix a house that's literally falling apart. Um, it's pretty funny. <laughs> you found it funny? Yeah, I laughed. It, part of it was sort of nostalgic. There's like the key moments, you know? Yeah. Like, I think, <laughs> yeah, the... I mean, there's three for me. There's three key three key scenes that really this thing is is sort of hang, you know, it's held together by, Lay and on. that's the stairs. Okay. In the beginning, when he's he runs up the <laughs> stairs, like I love I love that scene. I remember loving that scene. Watching again just confirmed how much I love it because a it's a really great stunt. It's really well done, mm-hmm. and then it just kills me. The way he pulls himself up and goes, honey, you're on my fingers. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. And then he falls. Like it's, <laughs> the way his hands, his one hand reaches for the other and he falls. And then the way he's writhing on the ground really kills me. I don't know. That scene really, it really cracks me up. Okay. And then the bathtub scene, Sean, which you mentioned that you remembered. Yes. That one I thought was pretty funny um, still. And it's great because it, it's coming off the heels of a really, another funny scene. You know, the kitchen exploding. And then this is just like the topper on an already pretty funny joke. (laughs) His insane laughter, you know, still kills me. (laughs) And then getting stuck in the floor, you know, in the rug. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those are all funny. (laughs) I want to hear it. (laughs) Go ahead and finish your thoughts, Sean. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah. Okay. So it's, I mean, it's, it's. I don't remember it being funny when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I just watched it. It was just a movie on and I watched it. Um, but I, but I, I do remember like, you know, his funny laugh and, and, and Tom Hanks being funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but even as an adult, knowing, you know, the relationship backstory and the, you know, the back and forth with the, the, the music stuff, the, um, sorry, the uh, conductor, Mm-hmm. Which who was her ex husband? Yeah, weird love triangle thing there. Um, it didn't like <laughs> I. You'd expect it to like have have more meaning as you know if you if you have more understanding, and to me it almost had less. And I'm, and I'm good. I'm obviously being harsh, but you know I'll I'll let you know you guys can. That's what you're here for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to only be the guy that that shits on everything. But um, counting on you. Yeah, but I, it. <laughs> It starts with the music, like you said. That first yeah. song, you know, as soon as that started, I was like, "Oh, we're in trouble here," you know. Because <laughs> it, it's it's got it's like one of those. There's almost like two kinds of '80s movies. There's the '80s movies you remember fondly, and and they're they're campy, but in a in a fun way somehow. And then there's mm-hmm. this kind of movie where it's just like the you know the music is you know it doesn't really fit the movie. Um. The guy that did the music, by the way, um, Colombier, Colombier, uh, Michael or Michel Colombier, he does a lot of stuff. He's he's done uh, the Golden Child, Purple Rain. Um, I mean, not someone, all... that seems <laughs> odd that someone else was involved in the music for Purple Rain. True. Like, yeah. Wouldn't it just be all Prince? I mean, he certainly could have done it himself, but yeah, I think it was probably just a, the score in the in the stuff yeah. in between and. You know, somebody's got to be in charge of it, not just. Uh, anyway, the the um, the weird one to me is satisfaction. He did <laughs> oh, <laughs> well. Not shoot. weird. I mean, it kind of makes sense. He did Lover Boy. He did did a lot of '80s music that sounds a lot like this. But he also did like White Nights, which mm-hmm. has pretty decent music, and and yeah. music is a big part of that. So, 
So it's weird. It's it's just I, I guess it's just like some at some point people were like, well, eh, this sounds this sounds good. This sounds I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm harping on the music. It just said it was that. That's when I started. Well, thinking, it's terrible. It's terrible. You said it as well. Maybe that's why I'm going with it because we can agree yeah. on that. Yeah. Music was terrible. It didn't help. It is terrible. It's really bad. Yeah. Beyond that, I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with it. I, I like Shelley Long. I think um, I've been rewatching Cheers for probably the second time. <laughs> um, and, I'm, and I just came to the end of her. Like, I think she leaves after season five. Um, and then she's, you know, Shelley Long, the actress, left the show to do movies. And this mm-hmm. was kind of, you know, she did this. She did Ruthless People, uh, also by the same music guy um hmm. you know it's just it's interesting to see when somebody uh, I, i'm assuming beverly hills troop was in there I, I don't know what year that was but, yeah you know she did a bunch of movies and yeah. i i don't know troop i don't beverly. know why she, troop beverly hills yes mm-hmm. i think i saw that in the theater <laughs> i'm um, sure i did too <laughs> so yeah i don't know if i'm being harsh on her what do you what do you guys think of her in individually in this movie. Am I being, you've been pretty quiet. Yeah. uh, Well, I have, (laughs) I have my own criticisms and I'm just like, check, make checking off the list. I'm like, you know, a lot of my criticisms aren't overlapping with Sean's criticisms. (laughs) Oh, interesting. (laughs) So yeah, don't worry. I I got pooped to throw too. Okay. Um, But okay. So I, I mean, I, to me, I don't feel like she took away from the movie, but I also don't feel like she added much to it. Like she's like, not to say she was doing a bad job, but it's 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 kind of like one of my criticisms of the movie is that the movie for a while in in, in for, is about the house mm-hmm. and it's about them versus the house. And when they get away from that, even though you need probably more of a story, but when you get away from that, they don't have enough together to make it to carry it for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like the the idea that their whole relationship falls apart over a miscommunication yeah after all this other stressful stuff because i think when you're a kid and you're watching it and you're watching the slapstick stuff and the jokes it's it's funny and you're not thinking about the rest but when you're an adult and you're actually own a house you realize like hey it's stressful to buy a house and actually have all sorts of crap go wrong and move in and all this other stuff like i mean they missed out on a ton of stuff like just the fact that you know we didn't even get to see them move in really or, or in all the junk that goes with that. Like, yeah. anyway, so they, yeah. they've, to me, it was like, as soon as they got to this relationship thing that all of a sudden falls apart in the course of 10 minutes and comes back together as far as the movie time, that's, that has nothing to do with the actual house anymore. Um, I kind of lost it for me. I also was like, you know, they were, they, they were kind of being sweet and working really hard for a really long time. So it just, it just felt like it was rushed and, and just like almost false to be like, okay, well we need, we need that, you know, we're 75% of the way through the movie. So we need that part where everything falls, falls apart and then comes back together because that's the arc of how a movie's supposed to run. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it should have fallen apart in a different way. Cause they had other opportunities. There's not only the stress of the house itself, but they made a big deal about the stress of having the money and not having the money. And they almost made it too easy to get the money. And then, then it never was really that big of a concern again, where it was mm-hmm. like, you know, that, that should have been one of the concerns. It's like, like he did borrow 200,000 and she's, you know, they're trying to scrape the stuff and it's like, and you're, you're, you insinuate or not even insinuate, you, you pretty much show that these guys are going to be taken in the cleaners by the people who are going to repair the house. And that never comes up again is, so it's like, there was all sorts of other elements that they could have drawn stress from and, and all this stuff. So I, I thought, yeah, it, it, to me, it was like, it just, I was like, I could see why I like this when I was 12, but I, it just doesn't hold, hold for me anymore. And she, she didn't like, I remember I was like, oh yeah, I, I like her, you know, she's, you know, I liked her in cheers, but I didn't, I didn't feel like she was that special to bring it back to your actual question. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's just casting like it, or it's not like, it's not that they don't have chemistry as a couple. That's fine. It's, it's like comedic chemistry, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. They're so I think the problem's somehow. twofold. One, the, the part, Tom Hanks part is I mean, the whole movie's written around him. 
You're right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It should have been her too. Yeah, yeah. and she you gets did. very little to do, and I think she does fine with what she's given. You know, she had a few moments that made me chuckle, and it was strictly her, but it was mm. few and far between, and I don't think it's her fault. No. Yeah. They just didn't, like, they had Tom Hanks, so they're like, we're just going to give him all the lines, you know? Yeah. Anything even remotely funny, it's like, all right, just give it to Tom Hanks, because he's Tom Hanks. He's great. You know, he's funny. He's he's funny, but he's still doing the old Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, his, he's, he's you know, his, he's the same character he was in Bachelor Party, you know, and mm-hmm. and all, you know, most of the movies he, he made uh, early on, you know, yeah. sp- even Splash and like Volunteers. Saw, and, yeah, Volunteers, I saw that recently. Yeah, or Dragnet, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I, I like, I do like that. I like, I like older... The, the, you know, the old school Tom Hanks stuff more than I like the old school, like Steve Martin stuff. I suppose yeah. you'd say. I guess I the question draw is, comparison. if, if it wasn't Tom Hanks, how, you know, it would have been that much worse, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I find some of the setups pretty funny, but I think a lot of it is Tom, is Tom Hanks reaction to it that I find so amusing. Mm-hmm. I, and I kind of, I guess I would compare it to the Burbs too, which I think is pretty funny, and I've seen somewhat recently. I mean, Kathleen Turner was considered. Um, it says she was in a dispute with 20th Century Fox because she did not want to do the Jewel of the Nile. That's weird. Um, hmm. But I can't see her being any better than. I mean, that's. I guess my puzzlement is I I like Shelley Long, and I think that's why I'm. I thought. Oh, this would be fun. I'll get to watch her. You know, I haven't seen her in a while. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, there's, there's plenty of other things to, to pick on. So I don't, I don't think we should pick on her necessarily. And I think you're right. I think that's, <laughs> no, I'm not you, picking on her. I think well, she's I was, I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> But you said we. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've never, I've never been a Shelley Long fan. I've never been a Shelley Long hater. I've never, I've never, I mean, I've never really gave her much thought because I've always just thought of her as the lady in cheers who was kind of funny in that, but she's, you know, she's sort of relegated to a straight man in most of the things she's in, including this, you know, she's there for the funny person, you know, to set up the funny person. Hmm. Uh, Unfortunately for her, I think, you know, and I've never, I have no memory of the movies where she stars, like True Beverly Hills. I, I, I know I saw it at some point. I don't remember it. You know, the the few movies, I think there's not that many where she was, you know, she's carrying the film. Mm-hmm. And whatever there is, I have no memory of. So, I, you know, I can't, I can't really gauge her on that. But even in Cheers, she's not given a lot to do. She's there to set Ted Danson up. You know, I don't yeah, know, but maybe, she does. That, I don't she, know if that's fair because I haven't seen. I don't Cheers think it is. Because, years. Yeah, having, <laughs> having been watching a lot of it, um, I think she's really underrated in it yeah. because All because right. she, she does set up the punchlines for Sam and everybody else, and she's she is the butt of the joke, she, you know, for everyone, yeah, uh, especially Carla. But um, <laughs> All right, yeah. but she has she has the she has a lot of dialogue, um, and she delivers it really well and. Her timing's good. Like there's a lot yeah. that she does well, hmm. a lot, and it just doesn't translate to 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 every single thing you can, you know, every other every yeah. movie. Yeah, I don't know. And and her actual acting is, you know, is pretty pretty darn good. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm struggling with this. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'll get over it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a throwaway '80s comedy. We don't have to get that deep into it. <laughs> But I mean, is it a, is it just a, com- I mean, it's a comedy, but is it just a comedy? Well, is it a, is, no, I didn't want to say that. Is it, is it, yeah. Is it, is it value only as a comedy or, I mean, cause it try. that's the problem. It's, it, it wraps up so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, I think you were yeah. getting to this, the whole idea, or maybe you guys both mentioned this already, but the, the weird nature of the affair question mm-hmm. was really bizarre at yeah. least I, at least to me i thought it was i th- i 
lot of weird. It so, was. <laughs> it's without the affair. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. With, with, with without if you if you made the house more the mm-hmm. the plot, you, you got rid of the affair part. You'd have a movie that I think to everyone would be the move-in movie. The way the way there are you know the new house movie the way that you think and and i know it's not the only one but the way we think of christmas story as a christmas movie or nightmare before christmas as the halloween movie like if this movie were tweaked a little bit and you didn't have that affair thing dragging your attention away and whatever and you just focused in on the the stress of the and the situations that come around moving to a house that Almost every situation is initially a money pit, hence which why the term exists. Um, I think you'd you'd have that, you know, you'd you'd it would have, I, I think, stuck in people's mind more. I, yeah, uh, I think it was a mistake. You're right. It it, it, it was a mistake. I think it was a mistake to hinge their primary marital woe on a phantom affair. Well, that's the other thing yeah. too. That oh, it didn't really happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's what I, that's what I, that's my issue with it. Is that yeah? It she, I, I was. It was funny because it's that oh, we're we're arguing, but we're we we're dead tired. It's that typical scene where when mm-hmm. they kind of they go over things, and then um, he's you know he drags it out of her, and even though he's supposed to, he said, "I won't get mad," or you know, then he get, he loses it. And, um, but then she says very clearly at some point, she's like, well, he couldn't, he couldn't forgive me and I'll never forgive him for that. And I understand the thought behind that and the, the, you know, how, if you're, if you're looking at it in a real life context, like that's, that's real. I'm sure that's happened, but at the same time, fuck you, (laughs) (laughs) I I, you know, that for her character to do that is a very strange choice. Yeah, well, that's you what I'm know, saying. Both it, of their characters weren't set up to do what they did. You know, I. Yeah, the fact that it was that it was fake was convenient because then it was easily resolved. But they didn't really they didn't actually resolve it. She yeah. just decided. Well, he because actually he says then he says you know what I I can't live without you at or you know like he basically says I'm I'm over that. And then she, and then she confesses like, yeah, well, it actually didn't. I mean, she just found out herself. So it wasn't her doing or anything. It was just this weird situation. But then immediately it changes everything. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad you said that. Also, it didn't happen anyway. So, you know, (laughs) right. All's good. All's good. Let's move on. And, and they never, I mean, it ends with, you know, spoiler, it ends with the wedding. Um, and that was from the very beginning. He says, you want to get married? And then she said, I need more time. Mm-hmm. And then that's never used after that. That's yeah. never, I don't think that's mentioned at all. It's like the house, the the quasi-affair, the, all the other mm-hmm. stuff happening. But her reluctance to get married at that time is never revisited. It's never used in any way. Right. Which is weird. I Yeah, I, I find myself wondering what it would have been like if they were a couple who had been married for, say, like five years or something. Everything else is basically the same, only there's no phantom affair, but he's a part of the movie and in a slightly different role. Her ex-husband, who's involved in some capacity, you know, who keeps like showing up and, and, and that is like more of a, I don't know, there, I, I don't know. I was just thinking about it while I was watching. I was like, and it's something, that, you know, something, this could have worked mm. better. Yeah. Cause I, oh, cause I kept thinking, you know, it, it, we don't, we don't know how long they've been together, but it doesn't, for some reason when I'm watching, I don't feel like it's been that long. No. Like not years. Yeah, and for them to that. sort of pool all, every dollar they have basically to buy this house together seemed unusual. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Also, it, 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 it maybe stretched credibility a little bit. Although I'm sure it happens, but I don't know. For the purposes of this movie, it didn't feel quite right. I suppose. 
And like living and like staying in her ex husband's apartment in the beginning, like where were they staying before that? <laughs> right. Yeah, and that was only yeah, that was a year. Oh, was it? Uh, well, she, yes, she uh, said you had a year. Here's up, and they came. They came back a week early, or he came back a week early. I mean, wouldn't they have been whatever? I mean, they'd yeah, have been, and she they'd says have been I've been preparing. looking. I couldn't find. Well, that's the other part. Is that how do we get to an hour away? Um, in a big house from, you know, a, a Manhattan or da- or a New York apartment. Right. Like, surely there's something in between. Right. Right? Yeah. It's... I mean, yeah. And yes, it's fine. It's hard to find an apartment in New York, but it's because they go quick. It's not because they're not there. Right. You know, you just have to be ready to take it immediately. <laughs> right. Like nobody starts looking for an apartment more than three or four weeks out from when they have to move, you know, and that's stressful. Yeah. You know, and if you're lucky and you don't have to be out of your old place, then yeah, you'll, it it might take a couple months, but usually people have to, you know, I mean, I remember one time when I lived in Brooklyn, I, I had to be out of my first apartment and I ended up, I signed a lease on my new place about five days before I had to move. Mm. It was less than a week. I hadn't found anything. I was just like, Ugh, what am I going to do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I found a place, you know, so whatever. But anyway, yeah. So you're right, though. There must be something in between. Like, I, 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 you know, New York in the 80s, out of my wheelhouse, so I don't know what it was like. But to, for there to just be no apartments, that's what they're implying. There's no apartments. What? Right. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> and even if, if you can afford the down payment on a, on a mansion in Westchester, wherever the hell that is, you can afford right. first and last month's rent and a security deposit on a place in the city somewhere, you know, as long yeah. as you're not looking at, you know, some penthouse apartment on the Upper West Side or something. I don't know. Yeah, it just uh, seemed like they, they could have done New Jersey or something. There's there's if you're, you're willing to move an hour away and commute, then. Right. That opens up your possibilities. Yeah. Which means this movie shouldn't have happened. (laughs) (laughs) I think pretty much any movie we can figure out a way shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, the 80s, I feel like the 80s more than any other decade was was the decade of like high concept comedy fueled by, you know, misunderstandings that could have been cleared up in a five minute conversation. You mean like right. every episode of Three's Company? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was such a common way of making movies. Yep. This is false drama. Yeah. That um All see, of that being said though, I still think yeah. it's pretty funny. <laughs> Did you like the the part when he's falling when the scaffolding falls and everything, you know, he's covered in paint? Yeah, I don't know, it was all right. It, I remembered it I remember that, that I remember that scene being funnier. Yeah, I you know it, it's it's an all right sight gag, I guess. I can I could take it or leave it. It didn't bother me, but I also it's not it, I didn't find it nearly as funny as the other few scenes I mentioned. It made me think of like a a Laurel and Hardy type thing. Yeah, but you only got Laurel or Hardy. You know, you don't right. you just have Tom Hanks out there doing it by himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then yeah, he lands in the fountain, and she flips a switch in the the fountain piece on him. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think they could remake this movie. <laughs> sure. I think the, at, at the, at the center of it, the, the house stuff still all holds, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's universal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As you know, especially, you know, the, the rushing to buy a place and all that is something that in a lot of urban areas across the nation is, is, true is uh, mm-hmm. you know sure and you know the stress money you know money woes cause many a divorce and so yeah. to take that and combine it with your money woes being this big house that is a total fucking lemon and now you're stuck trying to fix it up you know so, so it's even livable and you got nowhere else to go and you know leaking on you when it when it rains and all that stuff you know that like that's enough to drive a wedge between a couple, you know, that's a believable scenario. Mm-hmm. You don't need the, the, the hijinky goofy bullshit. 
Yeah. But well, I like the char- like I like the ex-husband character. And I like the idea of him being involved somehow and like like subtly trying to get them to break up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that yeah. aspect. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a good good as a source of an extra stressor because they yeah. work together. You know, yeah. it's okay for him to be around and and all this, right? And, that, yeah, and like that, planting that, seeds that and and yeah. and manipulating, especially because he has money and she needs right. money. That's it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's that's a perfect thing. Yeah, because yeah, and it draws them in even more. Yeah. So this this is an easy rewrite here. I think we, we could knock this thing out in an hour or two. <laughs> an hour or well, two. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, people agree with you about the, all the homeowner stuff and, you know, because they, they went and saw it. It made, yeah. it made money. Well, it made a lot of money. It made a lot yeah. of money. It's like 56 million on a 10 million budget. That's nice. a success. And from what I've read about Richard Benjamin, this is not always the case. <laughs> he had some real flops he had a lot of flops yeah like to the point where I wonder why they were giving him money to make movies anymore yeah yeah but, he had a whole string of yeah but he did Westworld yeah well he well, was in it he was in well yeah yeah oh. <laughs> but yeah he, I mean my stepmother's an alien <laughs> hmm he had a whole string in the like early nineties of just like really middle of the road movies I've seen. I don't remember. So yeah. Like, eh. Yeah. I think I've seen racing with the moon. Don't remember it. Uh, I think, yeah, I think I've seen my stepper mother is an alien. Don't, oh, yeah. don't remember. Made in America. I've definitely yeah. seen mermaids. Kind of remember it. Yeah. Milk money. I remember. Yeah. Milk it's money. Like, eh. Definitely seen it. All these like middle of the road dramedies that are like, eh, they're all right, I guess. <laughs> made in America, made in America with <laughs> Ted Danson, the Danson, mm. and Whoopi. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. I recognized his name. I didn't know he directed this. I didn't know who he was. I mean, I, kn- I knew who he was as an actor. I recognized the name. I couldn't place him, so I looked him up. And I was like, oh, that guy who's in Westworld. That's why yeah. I, I think of him. That's why I thought of him. I didn't know he was a director. I didn't know right. he had directed this and a bunch of other movies I had seen. Okay. So you're you're saying, like, oh, you, did, you know, this guy in the middle of the road. But here's the thing. Hmm. Made in America. Budget, $11 million. Worldwide gross. Guesses? Oh, I just saw it, so I can't. 60. 104 million. Wow. It doesn't matter how middle of the road yeah, you are, you get to make more crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if his, his movies are making a you know a 600% profit, then yes, they will keep letting him make movies. Yeah. Well, if you look <laughs> at his, his first three, they didn't make money, and then this the money pit did. So this is why he has, had a career, this movie. Yeah. So, right. yeah, so even, like you said, it was, it's kind of a middling comedy and it's, it did great. So I guess, I, I guess I see why they give, I mean, let's, let's do the, re, let's do the rewrite. Let's get rid of the, the bookend dad stuff, right? Yeah. Throw that out completely. The only thing I, reason I could think of to have him was to have money trouble or like that, that says, okay, I can't get money from my family because he's. He can't get extradited and his money's all tied up and whatever the hell he was up to, his dad. Yeah. Right? I mean... Yeah, there's plenty of reasons you can't get money from your family. Right. But I'm saying that's the only reason yeah. story-wise to put him in there is yeah. to kind of cut off one avenue of thought. Like, okay, well, right. it's just these two and what whatever money they can scrape up mm-hmm. or borrow and what whatnot. So get rid of that. But then, then he's, um, he brings up the... The real estate guy for some reason he says well i know this guy and then she's like oh didn't isn't he in prison and so there's like the the shady part of it like mm-hmm. shady contractors shady real estate guy um shady seller at the end we finally realized that mm-hmm. there's she yeah she was in on it um do we need any of that like can we just get rid of that can we get rid of all that crap and then just do the house and the relationship yeah yeah. I like having the contractors in there, though, because you always feel like you're being taken yeah. to the cleaners on those. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I, too. <laughs> I related to that. I mean, you know, I don't even have yeah, a house, yeah. but I, I related to that stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, he walks in, turns right around. You didn't even give me top shelf whiskey. I said, this this relationship's not going anywhere. You know that that stuff. Like you totally see somebody doing that. Yeah, and never you never see him again. And but I mean, yeah. All right, so keep that stuff. Keep that stuff in the rewrite. <laughs> fix fix the relationship stuff. Um, not fix it, but I mean, make it mm-hmm. better. Make it make it part of the house stuff somehow yeah yeah make their personalities somehow part of the the things that they're doing in the house yeah agreed yeah i don't know <laughs> we got some interesting double ups yeah yeah some interesting people in general in this movie i was like hey that person who well like frankie Faison. oh who uh he played a he um he oh yeah when when, when she opens the medicine cabinet oh yeah <laughs> he's from coming to america he plays the landlord he's not the only one. Oh, your rent's due <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> you conscious nope. shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> pulling that falling down the stairs yeah <laughs> right <laughs> right so there's and, there's him and there's the cab driver from coming to america he's one of those two guys that's hanging around not not doing anything. Oh yeah. I, oh right. Yeah. What's his? I don't know the actor's name, but yeah, <laughs> he gets out of the cab and says, "You dumb fuck." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the paramedics uh, was Wendell Pierce, who was in The Wire, and a whole mm-hmm. bunch of other stuff. Um, Body by Jake was in here. Jake Steinfeld. Oh, that's the guy yes. I'm thinking of. That's the guy, the cab driver. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's him. Um, there's the Asian guy who's the the cab driver who drops them off. Uh, uh, what's he? I forgot what scene. Do you remember? There was an Asian cab driver. He played the villain in a a Brandon Lee movie called Rapid Fire. Oh, jeez! <laughs> recognized right away. Hey, that's the bad guy in Rapid Fire. <laughs> who, by the way, there's there who um, there is a guy in the movie Rapid Fire who pl- he plays like a dirty FBI agent or something in the beginning that Brandon Lee kicks the shit out of. He lives just like three blocks from me down in the in Maplewood Village. <laughs> <laughs> I met him once and I recognized him, but I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah. Who else? for the true double ups, there, the only one I recognized right away was right in the, right in the first scene. He burst through the doors. Oh, oh. Yakov Shmirnov. Yakov Shmirnov. Yeah. Yes. Oh well, the second one you should have recognized. Because uh, uh, same movie. <laughs> no. Um, Die Hard. Oh, oh. right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Alexander Godunov. Yes. Yes, he's um, a triple up because he's in Witness. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's interesting that he conducts the very song that is also in Die Hard. Did you notice <laughs> yeah, that? Right? Right. Yeah, the that wedding. I'm like, yeah. what? I'm like, you know, the, he's not a double up, but the person I, I recognized from Dumb and Dumber is uh, Lenny. Uh, it's, it's, the actor's name is Mike Starr. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I was like, oh, that guy. He's the guy who eats the peppers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> the hitman or whatever. Oh, yeah, the hitman, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's actually been in a bunch of stuff. He, he, yeah. He's been in, he was in Goodfellas, I think. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, um, and, the, and the other guy who just stands around, Nestor... Uh, Serrano is in Bad Boys and a whole bunch of other shit. Okay. All right, but the actual double ups are kind of obscure, like Michael Jeter. Michael Jeter is, um, well, he's in Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. But I saw him on the credits, but I don't really remember him much from the movie. I, he was there. I don't remember him. I it know says, who he is, but I don't his, remember him yeah, in this. His character is Arnie. I don't know. I don't know if he's part of the crew, probably. I guess he's part of the crew. There's so many people working on that house at one time that there's yeah, there's bound yeah, to be that, more. That, that crew that shows up, I was like, I don't remember the Mad Max <laughs> scene here. Right. <laughs> like the weird like, bodybuilders and bullshit. What in the world bullshit. is going on? Yeah, in like midget cars. <laughs> yeah. 
whatever some hell's angels <laughs> yeah yeah strange one that was kind of random yeah yeah the other very difficult one is um his name is Afimo Omalami, and he was in uh, the firm. He was the guy that drove the cotton truck. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Don't the remember. interns told me that. I wouldn't. I did not notice it. That's a good one. <laughs> yes. So hmm. it's like to know that the interns are earning their two cents per hour. They're doing yeah. it right. Yeah. Yeah. They have a renewed vigor after the hundredth episode. They're like, "Yeah, let's yeah. keep going. Let's do this." <laughs> well, I mean, now the royalties are coming in. It, oh, it just cash you know, those checks. Yeah. We're syndicated hundred episodes. Yeah. <laughs> is that it for double ups? I can't believe Joe Montana has not been a double up. I know. So weird. Or Tom Hanks, for that matter. Or Tom Hanks. Like, how have we never done a Tom Hanks movie? Have we even done a Spielberg movie yet? Mm, we did um, Spielberg-related movies. Which ones did we do? Um, well, three, three o'clock high. Was he? I don't think was he involved. No, in I that? don't think so. He, well, was he not involved, but not have his name on it, or am I thinking of a different one that we did? Um, well, let's just let's just say that we haven't done Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Not in a real way. Yeah, certainly not when he's directed. I don't even... Oh, no, he was an executive producer on 3 O'Clock High. I just don't... Oh, I yeah, think I he was... talked about that. I don't think he was credited. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right. This isn't very Spielberg-y, though. I mean... No. No. Doesn't have any he's hallmarks. It's executive producer. He's got a lot of non Spielberg y stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, the uh yeah, the the Amblin Entertainment logo was at the end of Money Pit, so there's okay. no there's no telling if he had any real involvement other than just like being you know, the production company who financed it or something, you know. Because he was also the ex executive producer on Joe versus the volcano. Hmm. Not very Which, Spielbergian either. No. He's also executive producer of Pinky and the Brain. Nice. Yes. It's a good one. Like All, right. All right. What do we do next? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that Wait is. a second. Wait a minute. Um. So we said we could remake. It could be remade. It should be should. Well, I don't know if anyone said should, but could be remade. Yeah, it could maybe should. I mean, you know, if look if there's if there's got if someone said all right, re remake a movie, go. I'd say all right, Money Pit. <laughs> but they're making Gremlins three. They can remake Money Pit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they could even make it with Tom Hanks. Yeah. And Shelley Long. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I'd watch it. Yeah. That would be that would be interesting if they ever done that. Remade a movie that with the same cast. Uh, nothing comes to mind. Hmm. Is isn't that what Indiana Jones Five is? <laughs> yeah. Yikes. <laughs> and we saw it when your kids. This is a pretty clean movie, yeah. so kids could watch it. If, and yeah, they'd probably find it funny. No, uh, I, I thought it a, a bit of a curiosity. The guy who wrote it um, had some interesting credits. Um, particularly, I was interested in that, that he wrote a, a movie called The Parallax View. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Nope. It's a, re it's a really good political thriller from the 70s uh, starring um, uh, War uh, Warren Beatty, hmm. which I thought was weird. So and then he wrote Southern Comfort. Have you guys ever seen that? No, I'm just no. reading what it is though. Holy shit! Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's sort of like um, it's Walter Hill, mm -hmm. uh, who we've discussed, and it's very, it's very a lot. It's a lot like Deliverance, but perhaps even more violent. <laughs> so yeah, and then and then the Money Pit. <laughs> Oh, I I think I was confused the way I, way this read. Because it says, 
Is his name Geiler or Geiler? Uh, David Geiler? Geiler, I guess. Yeah. He and Hill wrote Southern Comfort and, and then says, and wrote the story long storyline with Jim Cameron that became the basis of Aliens. Hmm. So altogether, I was like, oh, did Southern Comfort? Was that? But it sounds like that's just separate. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And then, you know, he's uncredited in Beverly Hills Cop 2. He wrote the script for Alien 3, apparently. Okay. Um, just non-comedies for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's something to that, though. Like, if you write, if you don't write comedies, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't think you have to be, I don't think there's one type of writer, right? I mean, you can, you can be successful at different genres. Sure, you can. But it seems like the ones that he was successful writing were the the non-comedies. I'm sure there's exceptions to what I'm about to say, but it does seem that people who sort of do comedy well, writers, directors, tend to start in comedy and then move into other genres. Hmm. It doesn't seem as common for people who find success in dramas and, and maybe genre films to move then into comedy. I'm just guessing. Other than like Paul Thomas Anderson, who in his mind... You know, Punch Drunk Love was his comedy. <laughs> he he actually spent time in the writers' room at yeah. SNL before before writing that movie, trying to like, or the learn plot. to write comedy. You know, <laughs> Hitchcock's <Matt> comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, I think right. We're proving the points here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I was getting a little tap on the shoulder here okay. about movie remakes mm-hmm. and using the same character, the same actor. Yeah. Only could find two short notice. Clark Gable played the same character in the movie Red Dust in 1932, and he played it in the remake called Magambo in 1953. Hmm. And a little more famous, Sean Connery played James Bond in Thunderball in 1965 and in the remake Never Say Never Again in 1983. Hmm. Yeah. Those are, those are it. There are people who show up in the, in the remakes, which we've seen a million times, you know, like... Like Bill Murray getting a cameo in in mm-hmm. the later Ghostbusters movies, or right. Charlton Heston showing up as an old ape in the Tim Burton remake of uh, Planet of the Apes. So there are other things where people people show up, um, but they're just not the same. There right. is um, a third one is uh, Gerard Depardieu who plays the same character in the original version of My Father the Hero in nineteen ninety. One and then the American version, My Father the Hero in 1994. Hmm. So, okay. yeah, okay. there you go. So, there's, there's a couple little things Something. that happen along those lines. Cool. <laughs> Thank you, intern. Now, can I hear what we're doing? <laughs> yes, you may. <laughs> which decade? Uh, which decade do you think? 90s? Yes, you are right. 97? Uh, you're getting close. Um, how do I describe this movie? Uh, it's a movie I've seen once and I thought I'd like to revisit it. Oh, wait, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, for some reason I think of you with this movie, but I'm not sure why. Maybe just cause we, I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. It's a 1998 movie. Yeah. It's 99. It's uh-huh. 99, and um, it's a British actor that is well-known now, but he wasn't then. Is it Layer Cake? It is not Layer Cake, and it's not mm. a Guy Ritchie movie. Oh, that was my next guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. No, but we're, we're getting closer. There is one that would be in my... Where is this thing? All right. Um. All right. 1999 movies. Yeah, I. It's it's not a, it's Wes a, Anderson. It that is not too obvious. It's it's a neo noir type movie. I, at least that's the way it's described. Um. And it involves a casino, so that should help you. Hmm. 
Oh, I'm sorry. It is 98. You were right. <laughs> it's not 98. Oh, is it Clive Owen? It is. Oh, is it uh, Croupier? It is. Yeah. Oh. There we go. You threw me off by lying about 1998. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> by lying. <laughs> See the deceit? Liar. <laughs> anything to Anything to make me guess wrong. <laughs> That's a good pick. I remember liking that movie a lot, but I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. Yeah, I remember very little, little about it. What I remember about that movie is you're like, Clive Owen is always Clive Owen. <laughs> like that's like, you know. Yeah, that's but on, you uh, yeah. Netflix. Yes. And it is on that's Netflix good. now. So that, I thought that was Sweet. another reason to pick it. Oh, it's on Prime Video too. Oh, cool. I oh, think. I can watch it on two screens at once. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Croupier or croupier. Yes. Crab, crow beer. Crow beer. Crow beer. Crow beer. All right. All right. <laughs> That's a good pick. Yeah. Hope so. Hopefully it is. I don't know. Yeah. That's good. It's because it, it gives people another word for Scrabble in their, their internal dictionary. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> how many how many movies have we done with one world one word titles? Hmm. I mean, oh boy, this, this would have been. Well, do you count the? You don't count the, right? Or do you count the? No, I count the. I'll the count as a word. So just one. Oh, okay, I'm just making sure. So I'll, I'll throw out witness. We did um, twins. Twins. Yes. Roadhouse. Oh yeah. We've done a ba- uh, bunch though, because we did Waterworld, Batman, <laughs> damn it, that. Okay, yeah. Go. A few. House. Oh, yeah, go. Go is probably the shortest title, right? It's, it's gotta be. Yeah. Hooper. Yes. <laughs> We've done a lot. <laughs> well, there Jeez. you go. It was <laughs> <laughs> <is> a fun game. <laughs> uh, Sorcerer. Election. <laughs> I always like to keep Juice, our audience super cop. Oh man, Tombstone! Come on, Goldeneye! <laughs> All right, so maybe I should have asked how many have we not done with one-word titles? Oh, well, now we have to cop. now we have to read all we have to list all the other ones. <laughs> no, I'm saying I should have, but it's too late now. We can't do it. All, all right, right, fun game. Yeah, yeah. this right. has been our best review yet. Yeah, I yeah. Feel sorry for the previous hundred. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad, huh? Oh, well. Well, live in the now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Onward. All right. That's enough film buff. I'm out. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Oh, Sean, did, I take, did, I, did I take them all? Yeah, you, you covered them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See ya. It's the film with your brains. Ah!